Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up to date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussions and answers to questions do not involve the rendering of personalized investment advice, but is limited to the dissemination of general information. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the options presented. Certified Advisory Corp. is registered as an investment advisor with the SEC and only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Stay tuned for On the Money, Central Florida's most listened to financial call-in show, brought to you by Certified Financial Group in Altamont Springs. It's the only show hosted exclusively by Certified Financial Planner Professionals. Monday through Friday, their CFPs provide financial planning and investment advice for a fee. But on Saturdays, the advice is absolutely free and has been for more than 30 years for their WDBO listeners. If you have a financial question you want answered by real fiduciaries, the lines are wide open. Call 844-580-WDBO. That's 844-580-WDBO. And enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to On The Money right here on WDBO, 107.3 FM, AM 580, always streaming live inside your WDBO app. My name is Josh McCarthy, joined today as I am every single Saturday morning with the fantastic members of the Certified Financial Group. Today we got Chris Toadvine and Joe Burt answering your questions, talking about finances today, and they of course are with the Certified Financial Group. This show, On The Money, is the only show of its kind because it allows you, the listener, to call in, to text in, to send in your open mic and get the fantastic expert advice of certified financial planners here at your service. For the low, low price of free, call in now, get your questions answered. You heard something in the news, you popped up on Facebook or one of the other social media sites and you said, wait a minute, this this percentage sounds way too good to be true. Let me run it by my guys at the Certified Financial Group. If you want to call right now, 844-580-9326. Text in the same number, 844-580-WDBO. Joe, Chris, how are we doing today? We're doing great, Josh. Good to be with you. As you said in the intro, for more than 30 years, uh, Chris and I and the 14 other Certified Financial Planner professionals have had the privilege of being with our WDBO listeners on Saturday morning and recorded on Sunday morning. So if you're listening to us on Sunday, this program is recorded, but the information is still topical. So stick around. Anyway, we're here to answer questions that might be on your mind regarding your personal finances, decisions that you're trying to make regarding your IRA, regarding a 401k, a mutual fund, an ETF, stocks, bonds, real estate, long-term health care, annuities, life insurance, reverse mortgages, all those things that our clients and people out there try to deal with, try to figure out, should I be doing this, should I be doing that? And they wake up at 55 years old and find what they may be looking at is a collection of financial accidents because they went to one of those free lunch or dinner seminars and that steak looked awfully good on that on that flyer that you get those two. It does, yeah, Joe, it does. And good. it's free. It's free. For the low, low price of right. free. Right. You go to Ruth's Chris or go yeah. to Fleming's and sign you up and, uh, and they'll tell you all about how an annuity can fix all the ills in your life. In any case, Chris and I are here to clear up that mind fog about your personal finances. We do financial planning, retirement planning, investment management for a fee, working with our clients as fiduciaries. Monday through Friday, we charge a fee for our services, but on Saturday morning, we are here for you absolutely free. So if you have any questions regarding those 
personal uh, financial items I mentioned or anything else that might be on your mind, the good news for you is the lines are absolutely wide open. So pick up the phone and dial these magic numbers. 844-580-9326. Or you can text in your question using those same numbers. 844-580-9326. Or send in your open mic inside the free WDBO app. The topic of today's show is... Here we go again. What documents do I need for my 2023 tax return? Well, that's right, Josh. Here we go again. And, uh, you know, if, if our listeners, uh, at least those local he- here in Central Florida, have looked outside today, there couldn't be a uh, better day for talking about taxes. So the uh, it's that time of year again. And, and um, you know, there was a big deadline here a couple of days ago, Joe, right? Yeah. You know what that was? Yeah, it was the time to file your 2022 taxes if you had not filed them because of the extension for the hurricane that blew oh. through here. Well, then there's that. I was actually talking about the February 15th deadline for the custodians to mail the uh, 1099s. Oh, there you go. So there's lots of deadlines, and that's that's pretty symbolic of uh, the topic of the day. There, there's there's deadlines all around us, and and keeping up with that can be a challenge. So I thought it might be helpful for our listeners to at least first of all know. Because I've been getting some questions, Joe. I don't know about you, but uh, hey, when are those 1099s coming out? And the the uh, the documents for IRA distributions, and of course, those folks who have a job and they get a W two, those are out already. Mm-hmm. But those folks who have taxable investment accounts, maybe own jointly or in a trust or something like that. Typically, that becomes uh, a frustration for them because they're waiting, waiting, waiting to get their information together on that document. And so the deadline was the 15th, so they should be getting it soon. And it's probably available online for those who are interested. But I thought it might be useful just to run through some of the high-level things Let's that we it. think about for, uh, for filing taxes. And first of all, you've got income. So I mentioned one already, W-2. If you have a job, you got to get your W-2 together. If you have uh, IRA distributions, like many of our clients do, you get a 1099 for that. Or Social Security, right? You get a separate 1099 for that. Uh, you know, 1099 DIV for dividends that I already mentioned. Those folks who have um, might be self-employed, guess what? They have a K-1. They should already have that or, or should be getting it soon. And that's part of their income. So they gotta, you got to consider that. So, again, Social Security, pensions, uh, uh, IRA distributions, annuity income, railroad retirement, all these things produce a, uh, a 1099-R or, you know, the railroad's a little unique. So you have that. If you sold a home, I have some clients that sold homes last year, and they're fretting a little bit about the documentation to file their taxes. And I I have reminded uh, one family in particular that their personal residence, they get a pretty big exemption on. Yes, so far, so good. So far, so good. But I had someone who sold a couple years ago, and it was a second home up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And they, um, you know, it had gone up a lot in mm-hmm. 30 years' time. Oh. So, yeah, so that was the good news. Yeah. But the, the less than good news was the possible tax bill. And I said, hey, sit down with a yellow pad and think about all the improvements you've done to that place over the years. Mm-hmm. And when he did, of course, those increase your cost basis. Right. When he did that, you know, it ended up uh, that the gain wasn't so bad. Right. But so. the important thing there is, is that it's improvements, not maintenance. You know, if you're going to go in and, and redo the kitchen, that doesn't necessarily count. If you're putting on more square footage, that counts. If you're putting on a new roof, that doesn't count because that's maintenance. And some people think, oh, I put in all this money over all these years doing painting and fixing the plumbing and all that stuff. That's really maintenance. So it's when you improve the property and increase the cost basis, that's what it does. So you got to keep 
good records on that. Yeah, that's right. That's a that's a very good point, Joe. So, um, so those are those are some of the items to think about in the way of income. Of course, alimony for those who might be divorced, and then uh, and then our favorite part of our tax return is the deductions. So mm-hmm. Things that that reduce income and uh, and bring the tax bill down. So you want to be sure you're getting uh, your fair share of all the deductions that you're eligible to take. And so, of course, if you're self-employed, like I mentioned, you want to be sure you're documenting all of those expenses that you might have that are legitimate. And if you have questions, ask your tax preparer. But that could even be a home office, vehicle use, you know, your health insurance premiums, even long-term care premiums up to a point. Mm-hmm. So those kinds of things. Did you contribute to retirement accounts? So that uh, for folks who have a W-2, they, that should be reflected on there. But even IRA contributions, sometimes uh, folks make non-deductible IRA contributions. That needs to be documented. Right. And uh, there's a separate form for that. So if you do your own taxes, keep that in mind. I've seen some folks uh, forget that or not know it, and it ends up causing issues down the road. So if you made donations to charity, a lot of times if that's cash or stocks, they'll send you a letter. Of course, many of us drive through uh, Goodwill multiple times through the year, and they hand you nearly a blank receipt. Mm -hmm. And you have to substantiate what you gave to them. And so there's all those kinds of things. Of course, medical expenses, Joe, some folks end up having medical. And that's tough for for folks to be able to deduct medical because it's a very high hurdle. Threshold. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, the Mm -hmm. threshold there to be able to deduct medical expenses. Um, And then, you know, interest on a mortgage. That's something else. If you got a mortgage, you get a Form 1098, which you should have gotten already. Home equity, line of credit, those kinds of things uh, that would be reported there. As a deduction, interest on student loans even, uh, you should get a, a Form 1098 on that. So so there's lots of things that, that fall under the umbrella of deductions. You've got income, you've got deductions, and then there are other things, Joe, that are, that are unique to some folks. Uh, everyone doesn't encounter them. Um, did you make a gift? Mm-hmm. Last year it was in excess of $17,000. Mm-hmm. If you did, you got to document that. Yep doesn't mean you owe taxes on it. I get that question a lot. Do I, if I give more than that to my kids or grandkids or whomever, do I have to pay taxes? You don't have to pay taxes, but you should document. It's a Form 709 that you do that on. And, um, you know, of course, qualified charitable distributions. That's a big thing that we're doing a lot more of. But, you know, the 1099s don't reflect that. And so I have had clients that didn't um, communicate that or forgot to communicate it to their tax preparer. They ended up paying tax on income that they didn't have to and had to go back and file an amendment when we caught it. So so that's a big one. If you're doing qualified charitable distributions, which many more people are and is a great thing to do, uh, be sure that you let your tax person know that you have given some money that way and how much. You know, that's a very good point. Um, we're going to send a uh, reminder to all those people that did the QCDs, whether they're doing tax season, to be sure that you remember that you did that QCD. Because if you don't make note of it, as you said, you, you get kind of lost in the shuffle. It gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. And then, you know, fortunately, I get, uh, I get a number of my clients' tax returns. We take a look at it. And like I say, we've caught a couple of those. Mm-hmm. But it's better to just get it right up front. Right. And, uh, you know, I encourage folks when they when they do that, like we're doing some now, the last month and a half, we've already done some. Hey, drop a drop a slip of paper in your 2024 tax file just to remind yourself for next year. Yep. Those yep. things get away from us. So, um, you know, again, non-deductible IRA contributions, that's kind of a unique thing where uh, folks will make a, uh, we call them backdoor Roth, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's used for that. Sometimes they leave it in the IRA, 
but don't get a deduction for it. Well, guess what? If you don't document that with the IRS, you're likely going to end up having to pay tax twice on that money. So that's not something most of us want to do. So I would uh, I would strongly encourage if you do that to let your tax preparer know, and it's uh, Form 8606 is what has to be filed. So um, so those are some of the things. Of course, rentals, Joe, are, are unique in that, uh, you know, you got to have separate books, really, and, mm-hmm. and your income and your expenses there, and those get accounted for um, separately. And so, you know, of course, most folks who have rentals ideally would have a tax person helping them. And, and more and more people do have um, help because the tax code's gotten so convoluted. I saw something that said the tax code has in excess of 10 million words. So, <laughs> can you imagine? And I looked on the IRS website just to confirm some deadlines this week. And, uh, you know, they have a section that tells you how long each form should take. Oh. So you wonder, like, this is your tax dollars at work, right? Someone's figuring out how long should a form take. Yep. So I'm all in favor of the what was what was brought up as the fair tax. Remember that? Yes. I think that'd be the honest thing because there's more underground economy, more cash changing hands, more stuff not being recorded. You know, pay that fair tax and everybody moves on. So anyway, I hear the music there. Josh, take it away, buddy. That's right. We got people wanting to get pick the brains of the experts here today. If you want to call in, 844-580-9326. If you want to text in, same number. Just go ahead and save that number in your phone as WDBO. That way you can just open up your contacts and call us or text us, 844-580-9326. Or send in your open mic using that free WDBO app. You're listening to On The Money, where we're planning tomorrow, today, with the Certified Financial Group. Welcome back to On The Money, right here on WDBO 107.3 FM AM 580. Always streaming live inside your WDBO app. The number to call is 844-580-9326. You got some financial questions? I know some guys who got some financial answers. That is Joe Burt and Chris Toadvine with the Certified Financial Group, some certified financial planners planning your financial future. 844-580-9326. Send in your text to that same number or send in your open mic using that free WDBO app. We got Steve who called in. Steve's got a question for the team at Certified Financial Group. Go ahead, Steve. You're on the air. Morning, Steve. Good, good morning. Um, so let's say I spend $500 a year on the lottery and I don't win anything. Is that a deduction? <laughs> mm. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Well, you know, first of all, that the odds are not in your favor, it sounds like, Steve. But uh, but nonetheless, so here's how it works with gambling losses. And a lottery, of course, horses, sports betting is becoming a big thing. So, uh, of course, casinos and that sort of gaming is all, you know, gambling. And the way it works is you can deduct losses only up to the amount you win and only if you itemize on your uh, deductions, right? So if you take the standard deduction, in other words, are you are you married or single, Steve? I'm single. Single, okay. So for you, the standard deduction for last year would be 13850 Okay, so if you take that, you cannot deduct losses. But to deduct a loss for gambling, you have to have winnings. So you got to figure out how to win, bud. 
So here's the key. Here's the key. No, the key. The key is figuring out how to win. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> here's here's the thing. Here's the thing, Steve. You need to save those tickets. Save those lottery yeah. tickets, and uh, that'll offset your that'll offset your losses. I remember back in the day, Chris. This is probably before your time, but when the, when we had the horse racing, mm. Prairie Mutual racing, mm. folks used to go to the track and pick up the losing tickets on, uh, that were on the ground. You know, when people lose, yeah. they throw away the tickets. Clever, and yeah. if you went to the to the track as I did as a youngster back in the day. There's, you know, they're all over the place where these tickets that people didn't, and a lot of people just uh, made a profession of picking, throw it down. picking up, go. picking up, losing tickets. Yeah. So as as Chris said there, Steve, unfortunately, you've got to have uh, winnings to be able to use those losses, and you have to be able to document the losses, and then you can only take them if you itemize your deductions. So chances are you can't. So you sound like a little bit of a gambling man there, Steve. Have you been on the new Hard Rock app here in Florida that you can gamble online? I- I limit myself to twenty dollars a week. That's uh-huh. it. Okay. All right. Well, you never know. Uh, the good news—the good news for us, at least—we've have we have some lottery winners as clients, Steve. So maybe one of the day, one of these days, uh, you'll be a winner and you'll give us a call. But we appreciate your call this morning. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks Steve. Uh, okay, you're thank welcome. You. Thanks for calling in. Thank you so much, Steve. That opens up a line for you to call in right now. 844-580-WDBO. Send in your open mic using the free WDBO app. This, of course, is On The Money, where we're answering your questions, planning your financial future. And we do have Charles Curry with the team at Certified Financial Group standing by off the air. If any questions, maybe you did win the lottery. Sometimes when I listen to the show, I feel like I win the lottery every time just by a lottery of information coming in that can help me in the future. But if you did win the lottery, or you got some money that you want to move around and you want to talk specifics, uh, Chris, uh, sorry, Charles Curry, Charles Curry is standing by off the air. That number is 407-869-9800, 407-869-9800. He's standing by in the office at Certified Financial Group. So that is the number to call Monday through Friday if you want to work with the Certified Financial Group. If you want to join them right now live on the air, we got open lines for you. 844-580-9326. 844-580-WDBO. Send in your text to that same number. 844-580-WDBO. We got a handful of texts to go through when we come back after this news, weather, and traffic break on WDBO. Send in your open mic inside the WDBO app. You're listening to On The Money, where we're planning tomorrow, today, with the Certified Financial Group. Welcome back to On The Money, Central Florida's most listened-to financial call-in show, brought to you by Certified Financial Group in Altamont Springs. It's the only show hosted exclusively by Certified Financial Planner Professionals. Monday through Friday, their CFPs provide financial planning and investment advice for a fee. But on Saturdays, the advice is absolutely free and has been for more than 30 years for their WDBO listeners. If you have a financial question you want answered by real fiduciaries, the lines are wide open. Call 844-580-WDBO. That's 844-580-WDBO. And enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to On The Money right here on WDBO, 107.3 FM, AM 580, always streaming live inside your WDBO app. My name is Josh McCarthy, joined today with a couple of certified financial planners with the Certified Financial Group. They go by the name of Joe Burt and Chris Toadvine, answering your questions for a low, low price of 
free on Saturdays. That's kind of what we do here. You guys got questions, and I know a couple of people with answers. So go ahead and call in right now, 844-580-9326, or you can text in your question, 844-580-WDBO. You may notice it's all the same number. I just used numbers for one and letters for the other one. But go ahead and save it in your phone as WDBO, 844-580-9326. Call us or text us like Tanya in Longwood did. And Tanya's question is as follows. Please explain when one might use the alternative minimum minimum tax route over traditional route. My income is mainly from investments. Would this benefit me? You know, the alternative minimum tax is kind of a misnomer. It's not It's not the minimum tax. It's, it's not, no. It, you know, and, and it sounds almost compelling. I mean, yeah, right. But yeah. it, Tanya, thanks for the question, first of all. Secondly, the alternative minimum tax is not something that, hey, I think I'll use that one because it's minimum compared to the other one. No, what happens with that uh, AMT, as it's known, alternative minimum tax, is your tax preparer is going to run the numbers traditionally, how you know, with the standard co- uh, brackets, and then they're going to run it for AMT, and you have to pay the higher of the two. So it's not something that you can opt into if it might allow you to pay less. It's something that you're forced into if it's if you qualify and um, and it's higher than your uh, the normal brackets, let's say. So it's uh, if I, I don't know how much investment income you have, it's possible that you would get thrown into AMT. And I don't know if you do your return or you have a tax preparer. This is why I'm a fan of having a uh, qualified tax preparer, either an enrolled agent or a CPA who helps you with your taxes. But uh, I think the long and the short is it's not something you just choose to opt into. It's something you're forced into. And if you are forced into it, it's because uh, the IRS is going to get more money that way, right? Yeah, Jim? yeah, the AMT goes back, I think, now about 30 years. I remember when it first came out, and and it uh, didn't snag many people. The idea was is to get the uh, multimillionaires, and um, because they don't, it's not adjusted. It's uh, it get, getting more and more people. But once again, it's not an alternative. You you pay the higher of the alternative minimum tax or your regular tax, and that's just the way it works. And your tax preparer, when they do the return, I'm sure does that calculation. And if you do it on TurboTax, they'll you know you can hit that button too, and it'll calculate it for you, and and you'll see where you are. But we appreciate the text. Yeah, and thanks, it, Tanya. Thank you so much, Tanya. If you want to join the conversation via text, 844-580-9326. Call us, that same number, 844-580-WDBO, or you can send in your open mic using the free (laughs) WDBO app. What do you say we head back to the text questions here? Let's do it. This one comes to us from a number in Orlando. No name just yet, but feel free to send in your name if this is your question. This person wants to know about the differences between a CFP versus other kinds of financial planners. Well, in today's world, in fact, it's been for a long time, anybody can call themselves a financial planner. Josh, if you want to, you know, I've been listening, you've been here with on the radio show with us for a few years now. You've got enough information, you know, about alternative minimum taxes, about the, you know, your household where you can exclude $500,000 on your on your gain on your house and all those stuff. And you can this afternoon get some business cards printed up and say, Josh McCarthy, financial planner. And unfortunately, there's a lot of those cards out there today. Yeah, I like the there sound are, of that. There are. Yes. So, and and here's the thing. And I'm, I, I, um, there are lots of different disciplines that come under the umbrella of financial planning. And one of those is insurance. And there are a lot of fine insurance professionals out there. But what I will tell you, Josh, is someone who has had an insurance license. 
um, is it's a whole lot easier to get that than it is to get the certified financial planner designation. Um, so, and I'm just using that as one example of a, um, a way to get into financial services with a very low barrier of entry. And, you know, what I would say, what's different? Because, you know, it's alphabet soup when you get into all the different designations. And, and I think many companies have realized that designations are a very good business because once you get them, you have to renew each year. And so that becomes a consistent revenue stream for those who start the designations. And there are some other quality designations out there. But in my opinion, for financial planning, certified financial planner is the gold standard. Bar none. It's the gold standard because you are required to take a number of classes related to each of the major disciplines in financial planning. So let's go through those. So let's go through them, Joe. Tax let's planning, start. retirement planning, income planning. Investments. And, and estate planning. Investments. Have you got And insurance. Insurance. Right? Yeah. It's risk management. So you've yeah. got to go through all those courses, pass, pass them, understand what they are, pass them, and then you've got to sit for an exam. Uh, that's very rigorous, and I have heard from folks who have taken the CPA exam and the bar exam that the CFP exam is just as hard, if not harder. And so it, you know, it's about fifty percent ish pass rate, Joe. You know? So one right. out of two has to go back and do it again. It's not an easy thing to right. get, and then you have to have an experience requirement. So right. almost like the the trades where you apprentice under mm -hmm. a master right. in our uh, field, you also have to get experience before you can use the letters. And so um, there are other designations out there, but uh, and and in addition. Certified financial planners take an oath that they will behave as a fiduciary, that they will do what's right for you and not what's right for them. Now, there's always bad apples out there. There are always. And what I tell folks is, is it's like going to a doctor. You want a doctor that's been trained, right, either an osteopath or a medical doctor or, you know, nurse practitioner or physician's assistant, whatever, someone who's been trained and knows what they're doing. But that's the minimum standard. Right. That's not the, you know, be all end all. Just because they wear a white coat doesn't mean that they're great at what they do. And so the same is true in our world, Joe, in that, uh, in that a lot of times there are folks that are out there that are, you know, maybe uh, for whatever reason, they just don't have the, the experience or, um, you know, they have other motivations. I don't know. But I would say to whomever texted that question into us that the CFP is the gold standard. And in my opinion, that's what you should be looking for in a financial advisor and you should interview two or three because it you you want to have a fit and a connection is it's going to be a relationship with that person over time you mentioned the f word oh yeah the fiduciary i mean and unfortunately there's something that everybody's throwing around today everybody <coughs> yesterday they were in selling insurance today they're a fiduciary anybody can call themselves a fiduciary but as chris said as certified financial planners we take the oath that we will work with you as fiduciaries now what does that mean that means that we we are on your side of the table we have to demonstrate that we have put your interest not above ours and we have to demonstrate that what we're doing is in your best interest and we're working on your behalf but unfortunately there's a lot of folks out there today everybody's a fiduciary everybody's offering services for a fee and i think that makes them a fiduciary it does not certified financial planners are required in fact in our management agreements that we have with our clients we put it in writing that we will act as a fiduciary so that's kind of a long-winded question as to what's the difference between a cfp certified financial planner professional and everybody else is out there we're proud to say that we have 16 of them here at certified financial group i think we have more here in central florida than anybody any any one particular firm and we're proud of all of our planners and and the work that they do for our clients so you mentioned it's a gold standard we have the gold 
Yes, there you go. Hey. It sounds like you guys, the, the the Navy SEALs of the financial advisory world. Ooh, I like the best, well, you know, the best it may, of the best. You know, it may be why CNBC chose us as one of the top 100 firms in the country. How about you know, in that? Addition, in addition to, to being CFEX certified for fiduciary excellence by the Center for Fiduciary Studies. So anyway, thank you for yes. thank you for That's a good question. It's a good question, though. It's a very misunderstood. And, Joe, I think yeah. the, the big thing, and I've said for years, financial planning as you said at the outset, it's not a regulated term. Anyone can say it. So right. you got to start somewhere, and you ought to start, start with there. a CFP professional. Right. And I think a lot of a lot of other fields have that same issue. For for example, I think in the uh, the health food world, I could be getting this backwards, but anybody can be a nutritionist, but you have to be certified, qualified, educated to be a dietitian. So oh, I think it, so. Like any that. a lot of different fields have those where anybody can. It sounds pretty. But, you know, the real people know that if you want yeah. the best of the best, you find a certified financial planner. Right. And certified financial go. group happens to have 16 of them. So that's yeah. pretty convenient. Uh, let's let's go back to the text questions. 844-580-9326. This one comes in to us from AG. AG is 62 years old. He has a small architectural firm, a traditional IRA account. What is the max dollar amount he can contribute to my tax-deferred account? Should he have another Roth IRA account? And just for an FYI, this company has five W-2 employees. Well, well I'd, I'd want to unpack that. There may be some other opportunities there in his company. But for himself personally, Chris, what would you recommend? Well, look, I, for, for him personally... Um you know, first of all, saving in an IRA or a Roth IRA is a great thing. Um, if you own the business, though, I think as Joe hinted at right away, there could be opportunities where your ability to save more um, is there and available to you and to allow your staff to also do more. And um, I think ideally you would want to look at that kind of plan first. Now, if you have that in place or you've decided that doesn't make sense for you, then I think you look at an IRA or a Roth IRA and you, you have to be eligible, um, you know, income wise for the Roth IRA. And I think, again, this is where planning comes in, which makes sense for you in light of your circumstances. But the, uh, the limits this year for 2024 are, uh, are $7,000 for an IRA contribution or a Roth. And then the catch up, is one thousand dollars so right. you can do up to eight thousand if you're over 50. right so but that's something you do on your own and for last year for 2023 <laughs> which you have until april 15th of this year to Good point to fund that is 7500 yeah if you're over 50. so you can still do it for last year and if you haven't i'd recommend you do it for last year first right so exactly. yep. so you know that would be really the minimum that would be the starting point if you don't have a plan in place at work uh do that encourage your staff to do that but I do think that it would merit a conversation with someone experienced in this area. And we have a group that, of course, that's all they do. And uh, the other Chris, as he's known in the building, or sometimes I'm the other Chris, <laughs> but uh, super guy. And uh, he could have that conversation with you to say, hey, um, are there other plan types that might make sense for your firm that could allow you to save more and give your employees and staff the opportunity to also prepare for their own retirement. And I would, I would strongly encourage you to think about that. AG. So there are other options out there, but the bottom line is, is uh, this year you can do 7,500 and next year is 8,000. Well, last year, 7,500, yeah. this year, 8,000, and you have until April 15th to, to contribute for last year. Yep. You just want to be sure you qualify if you're doing a Roth, um, because that does get phased out based on the amount of income you have. 
All right. All right. It's a Thank good question, so AG. Thanks for uh, texting in. Thank you, AG. I always love uh, piggybacking off people's answers. You know, sometimes I have the same questions that come in. I just don't know how to articulate them. So that's always <laughs> good to Good to have uh, the benefit of uh, the listening area of WDBO. If you want to join the conversation, the number is 844-580-9326, 844-580-WDBO. Call us, text us, send in your open mic using that free WDBO app. We got Charles Curry standing by off the air to answer any questions you may have. If you want to talk right to the Certified Financial Group, Charles is waiting by at 407 869 9800-407-869-9800. You're listening to On The Money, where we're planning tomorrow today with the Certified Financial Group. back to On The Money right here on WDBO, 107.3 FM, AM 580, streaming us live wherever you got that internet or that Wi-Fi. Just open up the WDBO app, push the play button. If you find yourself on that app and have a financial question, well, that's a good place to be because you can send in your open mic to these, the uh, team at Certified Financial Group for the next couple of minutes as we're live on the air. Call us, 844-580-9326. Text us at the same number. Or, as I said, the show is coming to a close on this day. But it, we have Charles Curdy standing by off the air at 407-869-9800. If it's 10.01 you're like, oh, I want to get the juice from the answers. I got to get some answers from the Certified Financial Group team, 16 Certified Financial Planners. Charles Curry is there to answer your questions still as the show comes to an end. 407-869-9800. And do we have any uh, workshops coming up, guys? We do. We do. We do. Uh, we have one next Saturday. Uh, Gary Abley, Will My Savings Last a Lifetime? That's at 10 a.m. right here in our learning center at the world headquarters of the Certified Financial Group. And there's still some spots available, I believe, for that, Joe. In Altamont Springs. In Altamont Springs. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah, there are. Just go to our website. That's financialgroup.com. Gary's going to talk about the things that you need to know. As you are approaching or, or just starting in retirement, things you need to be considering regarding budgeting, regarding long-term care, uh, regarding investing, all those things that we see every day, day in and day out here as certified financial planners, some of the pitfalls that we've seen some clients fall into not being aware of. So I guarantee you'll walk away with information that will be useful to you. It is absolutely free. You need to go to our website. That's financialgroup.com. Click on events. You can make your reservation right there. and We'll save you a seat. That's next Saturday right here in Altamont Springs at 10 a.m. till noon. That's right. And then and then the next workshop is going to be March 6th. That's a uh, Wednesday evening, I believe. That's Charles Curry, Social Security Plan basic rules and claiming strategies that's a big one uh, for anyone who's ever claimed social security and had to navigate that maze uh, they have come to realize that it is a uh, it's not an easy decision it's a big decision and so for those who might be facing that in the next year or two i would encourage you to think about coming to that that is march 6th at 6 30 p.m here at our uh, at our world headquarters again in altamont springs and uh, you can get more information on that at financialgroup.com financialgroup.com you can also register there yeah, the thing about Social Security planning is uh, Chris and I have seen 
We've had people walk into our office for the first time that have started Social Security, and we discuss what they did and why they did it, and when they realized they had better options but they didn't know about them, mm. and you can't do the do-over. So this is one that you definitely, if you're, if you know, if you're getting close, to, or maybe your parents are, you know, close to so deciding on Social Security, you can educate them as well. Once again, that's March sixth in our office here. It's a Wednesday evening from six thirty to eight. Absolutely free. Go to our website, financialgroup.com. And we want to talk about a score my funds. We've had we've had regular folks come in. I should say we've had folks come in regularly through the internet uh, doing score my funds. This is an opportunity for you to have a, an objective look at the investments that you might hold whether mutual funds or ETFs in your brokerage account or your retirement account, your 401k. All you have to do is go to scoremyfunds.com, scoremyfunds.com. Put in the ticker. If you don't know the ticker, there's a pull-down menu. You can put that in, and you will get the, uh, get the ticker, and we'll send you a detailed report that's prepared by the Center for Fiduciary Studies. We'll show you the quality of the funds that you have. It's scored on 11 distinct criteria, everything from risk management, from how much risk the manager is taking to get the return, expenses, what the manager tenure is, all those things that have to be evaluated when you're analyzing a fund. Absolutely free, scoremyfunds.com. There you go. And I think we had one more text question. We Josh, got one we? more text question and about one minute to answer it. But I think you can always get the answer. You know, if you, if you work with the certified financial group, this is exactly what they do. So write down the number 407-869-9800 to reach out and get their, their work done for you today. This question comes to us. Eight, I am 76. What percentage of stock funds should I have in my portfolio? Well, there you go. And here's what I will say. And Joe, you can chime in. We got a minute to get her done. But uh, there there are those that say, hey, 110 minus your age, 110 minus 76, let's say. So that'd be what? Uh, 24, 34. 34. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, 34 um, is the right percentage. But what I would say is it depends on your circumstance. It's uh, I don't think a formula can work for everyone. I think it depends on how much do you have, where is it ultimately going, how much do you need of what you have. Right. All of those things that a certified financial planner will help you think through, and certainly we can help you think that through if you don't have someone. Joe, you got anything to add? Yeah, good investing requires good planning, and that's why we're certified financial planners first and investment managers second. There you go. So... so of Go course, the, the team of Certified Financial Group, 16 Certified Financial Planners, and we talked earlier about, you know, not just anybody can be a Certified Financial Planner, only the best, and Certified Financial Group has 16 of them. Call 407-869-9800. You just listen to On The Money, or we're planning tomorrow today with the Certified Financial Group.